Hello and welcome to the 13th Hour Podcast. This is episode number 385 and I'm your host Joshua Blum and this is the last episode of the year 2022. Mm, It's been a crazy year, I think in many ways. I hope you guys are all uh, safe and, and healthy, enjoying the last remaining days of 2022, whether you celebrate holidays at this time or not. Um, what we're going to be doing today is actually uh, having a special episode with my brother Jeremy. We're going to be talking about the 1984 movie Gremlins, which is actually was our first time actually watching it, which is kind of crazy to think about, but there you go. And uh, we, we quite liked it, as, as you will see. Uh, it has some issues, uh, as I think, um, as we talk about. But uh, uh, I think it's one of those films, I think, that um, we had both seen and heard so much about up to that point that um, it, it was high time that we had actually watched it. And uh, I think we were both pleasantly surprised. Now, if you actually want to listen to a somewhat imposing point of view, I would uh, highly recommend you check out uh, the podcast. I used to like this one. Um, uh, both uh, Sean and Colin have been on this show before. We worked together. I've been on their show a number of times. Talk about, uh, I don't know, what episodes. Uh, the one for Willow, I think. Uh, the Rocketeer, Howard the Duck. Uh, we, worked to, we talked together about um, Short Circuit 2. That was on mine. Uh, yeah, so it's it's been, uh, we've done a number of things together, and they did one a number of years ago, I think it might have been two years ago, for a Christmas episode that I had not heard, uh, but it was, it was Gremlins, and I actually just listened to it. It was interesting listening to theirs, and then I went to edit ours, because I had not listened to theirs before. And uh, it's they talk about some of the same things, but from a somewhat different point of view. And so it's interesting to kind of compare and contrast, I think. But uh, yeah, I'd highly recommend you check out theirs and see what you think. So without further ado, I'm going to turn it over to the actual episode. And then in the coming week, I would say next week in the first episode of 2023, We'll talk about some things that are going to be coming up in this coming year. So I wish you guys a good holiday, whatever you celebrate, and a happy new year. And I will see you guys in 2023. Jeremy, welcome back to the 13th Hour Podcast. We're talking about the movie Gremlins from 1984, I believe. 84, yeah, I think. 84, and, uh, 1984. This is going to be potentially one part or potentially two parts, uh, but anyway, it'll be our Christmas episode episodes for uh, for the thirteenth hour podcast as we close out uh, two thousand twenty two. So it's been it's been a heck of a year. How many movies have we watched? I think we almost watch one every month. Almost, yeah. I think almost, almost one every month. Yeah, we, yeah. It's, it's we, been... we consistently started last December with Red Sonia. Um, yeah. I can't yeah, believe yeah. I can't believe that was a year ago, but that was a year ago. Is that a year ago? And, yeah. Really? And it was this year there was Black Cauldron, Legend, um Highlander. Highlander, Mazes and Monsters, Lionheart, Lady Hawk, uh Heroic Trio. Yeah. Um now Gremlins. Um Is there something in there? Am I missing something? I feel like they're 
That's, oh, Young Sherlock Holmes. Young Sherlock Holmes. That's nine. That's nine movies. Yeah. Um, so maybe we missed. Do we miss like three months? We might have. Possible. Yeah. It's possible. I mean, if you count yeah, Red Sonia, if you count Red Sonia, that's ten. Ten yeah. films. Ten months. Yeah. yeah. That that makes that that seems about right. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's been a, it's been been quite a run, and and this is not counting the the movies that we watched prior to this more consistent schedule in la in previous yeah. years. Like we did like Fire and Ice together, and a couple others. Right. I think. Yeah, yeah, but this has sort of been like the '80s fantasy movie series, I guess. Kind of, and yeah. It's been it's been it's been a fun fun little um, fun project uh, to or sort of segment of the podcast. So yeah, it's been great. Interestingly enough, uh, some of those movies were ones that we either had not seen in a long time or had never seen, and I had never seen Gremlins at least all the way through. I I'd seen little clips of it here and there. I you know when I when I um, when it came out, I was probably like five, you know, so it was not something I was going to see in the theater. But uh, I uh, this is my first time watching the movie. My first time too. Which is crazy, you know, that we somehow got to this point and never seen the movie before. I remember a lot of um, merchandise for it. Um, yeah. Probably the second movie, actually, in the early 90s, because, yeah. you know, that's when I was a kid. And I remember, like, there was a Nintendo game, an NES game, I think, for the second Gremlins movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, I remember seeing an ad for it in Zillion's magazine. Oh, right. Not an ad. I think it was a review, because Zillion's didn't have ads. It was a review. Um, Zillions was a uh, what was that? Consumer Reports for Kids. Yeah, Consumer Reports for Kids. It would like yeah. reviews of popular stuff for yeah. kids. Um, a very late '80s, early '90s kind of mag, which I would actually like to get my hands on again to go through it because I think it would be pretty fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I remember being scared at Stripe. I think is the name of the um, right, right the Rambling. the. Bad gremlin, yeah. yeah, the bad gremlin, and I think there's a different one in the second movie, um, right? But I remember being scared of him. But also, I thought that uh, the main uh, gremlin, Gizmo, was quite cute, and mm -hmm. that kind of like difference between the cute gremlin and the, uh, the 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 ugly, scary bad gremlin kind of stuck out in my head as a kid, and I remembered that at least. So the marketing and the the image of the movie those resounded with me even as a child, but I'd never seen the thing until now. You know, do you remember Furbies? I remember Furbies. Yeah. I always thought that that was connected to this movie, but I guess it's not. I think they just I always look, thought that. Yeah. I think they just look similar. I mean, maybe, yeah. maybe the designer of the Furby was inspired by the Mogwai. <laughs> yeah. I thought, uh, I thought it was the same. I always thought that, well, that's just like the little guy from gremlins, but I, I didn't realize that that was, uh, not connected at all because that was sort of popular in the 90s and i figured that that was connected with the gremlins movies in some way now nah, mid 90s the yeah. gremlins was kind of forgotten about already it became it become like a cult classic i think yeah i don't know how i missed the, the film but anyway um i i enjoyed watching it yeah, it's, great. it's great, yeah. great movie good yeah. good holiday movie i might make yeah so we're doing this as our christmas movie interestingly yeah. enough i might make this a I think it's a good like in between Halloween and Christmas watch because it's got that like scariness of Halloween, but it's got the Christmas right. cheer. So it'd be a good movie to watch when Halloween's ending um, and you want to get into your slew of Christmas flicks, I think. Right. Yeah. It's kind of like, I don't know if you would really call this a horror movie. 
It's got some horror parts to it. I think, some parts I think it's, I, there's a lot of stories of little kids watching this when it came out, like being terrified by like the kitchen yeah. scene. And, oh, right. And, I, we should talk about the kitchen that's, scene. That's a really good scene. Um, Maybe we should watch it's, got, it's got some horror parts. Like I, I know if, if I if I showed it to my fiance, she would get like unnerved during some parts because it's got those horror movie, like uh, it hits those horror movie beats. Yes, it does. Yeah. Although it's kind of like, um, I was thinking about it, you know, it's a very simple story. If you think about it, it's like there's a creature and then it's how the rest of the, you know, humans kind of adapt or like adapt or, or adjust or, or, you know, react to this particular creature and the chaos that ensues. So it's not really that different from say E.T. or like uh, any number of pet movies where like there's a dog or I don't know, something else. And then there's a bunch of humans running amok. I didn't realize when I first saw it that that's basically what it was going to be but i mean sort of like i don't know if there's a genre for that like creature movies i guess basically right creature feature type yeah, movies creature features well this movie did start a whole bunch of clones like there was, was like a, was a whole bunch that came out after gremlins i think i'm sure there's one called hobgoblins i think there's another one called uh oh i don't know there's a movie um that actually stars uh the same guy that is in uh the never ending story called troll not all yeah that's yeah. what i was thinking of yeah, actually where, where where the character is actually named harry potter <laughs> there's a whole bunch of uh gremlin ripoff uh lists on imdb oh, really critters okay. is oh critters yeah yeah, yeah. Woolies yeah. is another one yeah um, munchies uh and hobgoblins yeah those, yeah yeah, I feel like those those i definitely remember some of those in the horror section of yeah, you know the video stores like Blockbuster. And I remember yeah. seeing those, and not. I mean, I didn't really like horror. Movies. I still don't really. I don't really have a thing for many horror movies, to be honest with you. But I, so not really being terribly interested. And I think Gremlins was usually put in that aisle. Yeah, you know? I think. I mean, I used to walk in those aisles as a kid and be absolutely horrified, yet kind of transfixed. I mean, I do like horror stuff now. Yeah, uh, maybe as a kid. You know, all these images kind of stuck out at me because I, I do remember seeing like disgusting little little dudes um, right. running amok, creature features. Uh, there was also a general trend during that era of like having horror movie um, mascots like Chucky. Oh, right. Yeah. And like there's was, was like a franchise called like Leprechaun or something like that where it's like, yeah. it's like crazy Leprechaun and that's uh, Warwick Davis, I think, right? That's Warwick Davis. Yeah, that I is think Warwick, it is Warwick Davis. Davis. By the way, I don't know if you've seen the uh, Totally Aside. Have you started? Uh, Willow? I have not. I have not. Yeah. I, 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 heard, I heard mixed things. Uh, so no, Jeremy, I started, I watched uh, the first half an hour or something like that. I was on the treadmill this morning. Uh, There's a number of cringeworthy moments, but I don't know. We'll see. I want to give it a chance. So we'll see. But yeah, I think he was... I feel like he was the lead in those films. Yeah, he was. I think it on. Yeah. Potentially falling on the coattails of all those. Uh, you know, let's not forget Howard the Duck. Howard the Duck. Hey, Josh, I'm just wondering, do you remember Boglins? Um, Boglins? No, I don't remember. Are those familiar with you? They're, um, I, I think if you like Google them, you probably remember them. They were these okay. gross little toys that came out uh, sometime in the 80s, but they've recently come back. They look like little booger men. Um, yeah. Boglins, B-O-G-L-I-N. Um, 
Let's see. I'm looking it up I'm, now. I'm just reminded of um, reminded of them based off this conversation. Little goblin themed hand puppets. Oh yes, I do remember these. Yes. Well, I think I had. One. Did I have one of these? You might have, but inspired by Jim Henson stuff, and they've come back recently. There's been a reissue of Boglins, and uh, they just look like mm -hmm. boogers, like human yeah, I, creatures. They look like the sort of things in like a uh, labyrinth or something like that. I remember these. Yeah, I, I do. I, I don't know if I, I feel like I had one that was a giant eye. Yeah. Yeah. There, there, there was, there was a lot of good, like gross out toys and movies yeah. at that time. And I mean, I was too young to really get into them. Um, yeah. Now I can, thanks to the 13th hour podcast, furthering yeah. my education and all this. Right. Well, actually, I was thinking, um, this kind of coincided with, uh, uh, you know, ghost, the original Ghostbusters. I don't know if you've seen the original Ghostbusters. Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah, I have. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's sort of like a similar theme, which is like, it's not really a horror movie, right? It has like creatures in there. Um, at, at points, it's sort of comedic, right? Uh, but that, that's, I've been meaning to rewatch that, uh, the original so one. The interesting thing about, gremlins is i believe it necessitated the creation of the pg-13 rating i think yeah this and yeah. temple of doom ironically yeah. both steven spielberg right that he had a hand in when he directed yeah. the other he produced gremlins he produced which shows how much power he had in the movie industry at that time they were like okay yeah. we're gonna make a whole new rating for these movies that are like family friendly but oddly horrific at moments right um I, I made I made a joke in a in a in a Pathfinder game that I was running the other day because like one of um, one of my players has like a he's like a gunslinger and he's got a gun that shoots eroding bullets um, mm -hmm. so when they hit something it erodes and he like he he killed an NPC by shooting her in the face and I was like okay like a scene in an Indiana Jones movie that is oddly horrific and will scar any child watching it for the next ten years her face just melts away. <laughs> and, and um these oh, like had, well, yeah these movies had those moments yeah they had a lot it's of like family friendly kind of kind of funny but then there's some crazy stuff yeah well i mean like you know we were talking like in young sherlock holmes right yeah, yeah. was it wait um so this was yeah steven spielsberg and then you know the writer chris columbus was yeah, the writer Chris, Chris Columbus got his hand in all these things. This was so. speaking of uh, you know young Sherlock Holmes, right? Yeah, I saw his yeah. name pop up on the screen when watching Gremlins, uh, and I was like, ah, another Chris Columbus movie. Yeah, yeah, this is interesting. So I thought it was interesting that the 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 film has this Chinese connection. I didn't yeah, realize I had, that at all. I had no idea it had a Chinese connection. It opens you know, up so. in. It opens up in. Uh, quote unquote Chinatown, but it's not look like any Chinatown I've been to. It looks like no. it looks like Hong Kong or like Shanghai. Yeah. Um, well, I will say, I will say, Jeremy. Okay, so the movie when we would go to Manhattan Chinatown in the early eighties, I still remember it. There were parts that vaguely looked like that because New I York guess. was yeah was, was a different place. It, it was looks, dirty. It, it was smelly. And it had yeah. steam coming up out of the street. Yeah, and I mean, I, I vaguely remember Chinatown from that time. I mean, it's so different now, but I don't know. Watching this movie, I'm just like, man, that looks like Hong Kong. Yeah, really yeah. Like, it, 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 really it, it doesn't like, look. It's got like a, he's, he passed by like rickshaws and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm like, that, that's like, you know, yeah. that's like Hong Kong or, or Shanghai or like Macau in the, in the 30s. <laughs> I, I don't know. Right, right. yeah, um, yeah. 
I think that was deliberate, you know, but I mean, you have a very like stereotypical view of Chinatown for, especially if people that have not seen anything like this. So I, I don't know. I forget where the movie is supposed to take place. Do you I remember? I think it's supposed to take place in like a little town in upstate it's, New York. Okay. And I think, yeah. And I think upstate New York. Okay. Yeah. And I think that's supposed to be like New York Chinatown. That was supposed to be New York. Okay. I think so. Yeah. Because I think the second one takes place in New York. I feel yeah, like yeah. that. This, the second one, the characters grow a little bit. And they go to New York. So I think it's supposed to be somewhere upstate. And um, he's in New York. China. So the, the movie opens with this funny inventor guy played by. Yeah. Um, Mr. Pilzer. What's his name? Uh, he looks really familiar. I couldn't place him. Hoyt Axton. That's his name. He's he's like a. He was an actor and composer. He was in Forrest Gump. That, hmm. That's where I think I saw him before. I think. He's like this funny inventor guy, and he's trying to sell his inventions <laughs> in Chinatown. And he ends up going into this mystical Chinese shop and purchasing a mogwai from a mystical old Chinese man, played by the original, uh, the guy who played Cato in the original Green oh, Hornet series yeah. in the 40s. Yeah. Um, I don't know how to pronounce, I'm not sure how to pronounce his name. Kuya Luke, is that, that, that might, I might be... I might be putting too much emphasis on the Chinese part of that. Could, yeah, Luke, I don't know. But he he he's an old actor um, who was one of the first Asian-American actors to break it in Hollywood, I think. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, he, he plays this old man and he sells the inventor guy a mogwai. Or, or really, or his son or grandson or whoever is the one who sells it, right? Because he doesn't want to, he's like... Uh, you can't, you know, you can't have this little creature. He's too much responsibility. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then, then his, uh, the kid in the shop is like, no, 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 we need to pay rent, you know? Yeah. That's, that's, that's sell him to the, to the white man. And yeah. so I think, I think his character is named Mr. Wing, I think. Mr. Wing. Yeah. Mr. Wing. And, uh, mm-hmm. and yeah, I, I just chuckled at that because I had absolutely no idea that there was any Chinese connection. I mean, Mogwai is just, it's the Cantonese for, um, like monster or devil. Um, yeah. So, so interestingly enough, if you, if you, and I actually asked her mother about this, yeah. if she heard of this. And then I, I was looking it up. I was like, well, what is that supposed to be? What is that supposed to be? Cause I don't, you know, don't speak any Cantonese. So in, in, in Mandarin, um, it's either Mogwai yeah, like, or uh, Mogwai. Um, like it's either like the, Gui, like you know, ghost mm-hmm. spirit, or or guai, like you know, qi guai, the, the the like strange. It's depending on how you translate it, I guess. Um, but basically, meaning like you know, a, a demon or a monster, monster demon, sort of redundant. But um, so interesting. I was I was reading about it a little bit, and I don't know where they got the idea from it, but there was. We were reading about some connection with water. Yeah, there's um, there's something about in, Ch- in Chinese mythology, like they reproduce during rainy seasons. I think. Yeah, I saw that entry on Wikipedia, so I don't know how reliable that is. But interestingly enough, the, what they say in this movie is that don't, don't, uh, don't put the the little creature near water, right? And that's of yeah. course what happens, and that's how it. Don't how put it's near water. Often. Don't expose them to bright light. Don't feed them after midnight. Actually, yeah. very very loose rules like it's um it's actually it's really funny to imagine okay you got this little creature but you can never bathe him he's just gonna stink the whole time i mean yeah um 
but yeah, you, you can't do all these things. Otherwise, the mogwai will, I guess, asexually reproduce and just yeah, it's just like it's create more versions of itself. Yeah, they don't really look like it though. I mean, it's just like don't understand. Really, yeah, that happens. The I guess the the um the biology of the mogwai doesn't is a little confusing. But hey, I mean the 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 one that uh the inventor guy buys for his son Billy, the main character of the film, is like the cute, cuddly one of the movie Gizmo. Yeah, or he never like really matures. It's like um yeah. What's that one? Uh, the uh, the one in uh, Pokemon Pikachu. It never really. Yeah, it never choose. Never grows evolves. up. He refuses. To it does not evolve. Yeah, um, it doesn't evolve into an adult. So, whereas the other ones do seem to. Yeah, but yeah, it, it it it's it it's cool. I guess how they took this Chinese creature, mythological creature, and somehow combined it with the idea of gremlins from like the 40s in world war ii like gremlins yeah. are messing up our planes yeah and messing up our our electronics and our technology um there's an old i think bugs bunny there's an old looney tunes cartoon that's got yeah. gremlins in it yeah um, and that i remember that being like the other gremlins i knew grow, growing up right right yeah yeah and it's uh there's in fact a uh a neighbor character um i forget the the name of the guy who's the neighbor he drives like the snowplow and he's like oh like gremlins and our machines he's always the one he's like oh buy american you know that one yeah. that guy yeah the old crotchy you know yeah oh you get get this foreign crap off of my lawn yeah, uh, yeah. he's like oh, yeah gremlins he's always like there, gremlins in world war ii and in, in the airplanes and all that kind of stuff so got gremlins in my machines yeah so it's interesting like they're called mogwai um but they're also called gremlins and mm. uh, but, but it's also like gizmo is sometimes called mogwai but his name is gizmo so it's, there's some there's some like cross-cultural names being thrown around here combined for convenience sake but i think it's cool like you, you don't hear a Cantonese mm. word sort of make it into english vernacular in such a way yeah 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 and 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 it's interesting. I don't know how it was received at the time that way. It's an interesting kind of uh, maybe not necessarily the most positive thing now, especially when you think about like how it might be received now, given that, you know, we had a former president who called the coronavirus a Wuhan virus and stuff like that. So yeah, the, the Mogwai are from China. China brought the Mogwai to America. <laughs> Yeah, although we never actually learned where he comes from or how how he gets his powers. There right? is a prequel cartoon. Yes, doing on Disney yeah. Plus or something called like Secrets of the Mogwai. Yeah. I just learned about this earlier today. Where, where I think the the main the Chinese guy, the Mister Wing or something, is a, is a young man in like thirties Shanghai or something like that. It's it's a um gremlins origin story yes yeah an animated version i was excited to learn about that it looks pretty cute i mean i think yeah. it's more of like a actually geared towards kids i think you know? that's yeah yeah but still that's pretty cool and i think the uh i think the main character comes back in some way billy i think he comes back yeah cool so, um i think it happens in like 30s shanghai or something like that from what i recall mm. And interestingly enough, uh, Billy's girlfriend in the uh, in the film, uh, the Phoebe Cates character, I think in real life, I think she's part of her family is from Shanghai or something like that. So, yeah, Phoebe Cates. Um, 
Uh, it was interesting. I, I was I was looking her up, and she's in a bunch of movies that I haven't seen. But I was like, oh, she's she's you know part Asian. She's she's a Quapa. She's a fourth Asian. Her mom is like Filipina or something like that. Something like that, yeah. Something like that. So I was like, oh, there you go. You know, you and Chinese. A lot, and... of, a lot of Asian people in this movie, especially by the standards of the eighties. Well, I thought that's interesting because actually, I mean, I don't know if that was ever really talked about at the time, but. You know, I was trying to think of like, were there any mixed Asian uh, people in movies when I was growing up? Right. Uh, yeah, I mean, at the time, at the time, he wasn't even really in movies. So, but the only thing I could think of was Brandon Lee, and then, and so apparently, technically, Phoebe, Br- technically well. Bruce Lee is is mixed Chinese. He's not one hundred percent Chinese. Yeah, yeah. There's, I mean, there, 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 there are, right? I think. But I, I like Phoebe Cates. Um, I mean, I, I was looking at her. I was like, oh, she could be kind of Asian. Then when I looked at her, I was like, oh, yes, yes, got it. Um, yeah. I, I think she, she could also pass for white, though. So I think right, it's probably yes. easier yeah. when, you could, when you could pass. Yeah. She uh, left Hollywood and runs a little store, owns a little store, boutique. Good for in, her. Good for her. She, must, she, must, she must have a much better life. <laughs> so, yeah. That's, that's uh, good to hear. Yeah, the, the Chinese connection was interesting. I did, I was not uh, I was not I was I was surprised by that. I was I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. They they took this uh, they made a whole movie out of this this little idea. The interesting thing um, I thought about that was often, and we we I don't know how much you necessarily want to get into this, but uh, if you when you if you Google Gremlins, and if you put in Gremlins and like, you know. Chinese or Asian connection or whatever, I don't know, some variation on that, you'll get a little bit of that kind of stuff. But what you find is a lot of stuff, like even some fairly academic kind of stuff, talking about how racist the movie is, which I don't, I don't know, like, I don't know if I necessarily see quite to the same extent. Um, There's a lot of it out there so i don't know if you encountered any of it when you were yeah a little bit i mean i think i think there's two things in terms of race the the gremlins or the mogwai are obviously portrayed as coming from you know the this this sort of far east oriental you know shrouded in smoke and the mystery of chinatown origin which is it's it it could be yeah it is a form of racism it's like you know they're they're these mysterious things they're the plot hook and you know he gets them from an old chinese man and then they're they're potentially dangerous and you know but you know and then they get uh, the gizmo gets taken away at the end of the movie by mr wing who's like criticizing western society being like you people you degrade everything you touch you cannot respect nature you know he spouts off like fortune cookie wisdom so it's it's like a very 80s portrayal of you know how how do we quickly establish for the viewer that this is like a foreign thing that the right. relatable white protagonists cannot deal with we right. make it like chinese or you yeah. know we can make it japanese or we can make it some other foreign thing that you know it was egyptian and the yeah, yeah, egyptian young, and, young, and young sherlock young holmes so th- there's that. that that's a form of uh, orientalism um, and then there is how the gremlins are portrayed later in the film when all havoc breaks loose and basically t- they take over the small town by accident. When Gizmo gets exposed to water, they multiply, blah, 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 blah. Um, 
the the first guy killed in the movie is the black high school teacher of course um he dies <laughs> he, of he, course yeah. he gets he gets a syringe to the ass and he dies um which is you know that, that's what happens unfortunately um and then i like this character though i have yeah, to say I, I like this character too and i i was i was thinking they they were going to do more with him but um when i saw him i was like oh it's a black guy and then when he was like going through um the uh the biology lab trying to find the escape gremlin i was like oh he's probably gonna die and he died yeah, I was like, yeah. oh, man. <laughs> um, yeah. but then when the gremlins multiply and are led by their little leader stripe the evil gremlin with a mohawk and they're mm -hmm. partying yeah. in a tavern and they put on like 80s disco music and start jamming and one of them like does a backspin on the ground and is b-boying and and it's like i mean i i guess how that could i guess that that's often what the academic articles are talking about construing that as racist because it's you know equating this uh, bad gremlin behavior with you know black culture of the time yeah and i guess that's the part that i mean maybe if you were like i, I was i was a kid at the time you know so it's like yeah and but i mean maybe if you were an adult of that time maybe that but i think that would that sort of reference would be lost on a lot of people today i think it, yeah I don't know. I think I mean, even even the person that's that's doing the the like the backspin. I seriously, I, if I recall right, we can actually watch it. That 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 gremlin was actually wearing like leg warmers, yeah, which is that. like I, I thought they were referring to like um, I don't know, like movies like Flash Dance or something like that at the yeah, time. They, they, they were like, they're referring to like popular media of the time. But I I think it's like um they use the gremlins acting out and doing things like smoking, listening to like loud music, dancing um, as like a shorthand for like, oh, these are, look at these delinquent, goofy monsters. And it just happens that a lot of those behaviors were popular in black communities of the time. And therefore you, you equate what was culture at the time in the black community with these gremlins. And, you know, the movie, which was made by basically white yeah. people, uses um, that culture as like a shorthand to, to yeah. To, to show yeah. off delinquentism just like how they use like mystic asian stuff as a shorthand to yeah. to, to show off like yeah. oh um you know the the, the mogwai are foreign and unpredictable so i mean it, it's pretty typical for for hollywood pretty typical for movies yeah it, is. it was like it was like i think even that like you know the loud music and the dancing yeah. and the playing cards and being loud i mean that's like hollywood's depiction yeah it's it's of a group of people it's like not you know I don't know. It, 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 when I was reading that, I was like, yeah, I mean, maybe, but on the other hand, like you look at your, your typical teenage, you know, like sort of teenage sets of behaviors and you'll find all those things regardless of what someone looks like. I mean, I would, I would say Gremlins movie is about as racist as any movie made by predominantly white people, which is, yeah, of, of course it you know, yeah, probably I mean, is, but I mean, Temple of Doom came out at the same time and that, you know, yeah, I mean, you know, that, that has a really, bad portrayal of india if you you know yeah. if you look you, you, that that can't really be argued with but at the same time it's you know i it, it's it, it's not maliciously racist um yeah yeah but, uh it, it certainly hasn't aged well through our modern lens um but right. uh, the, the, yeah. the, this whole movie is, is is very interesting to to observe from a modern lens uh on a slightly different note like i feel like this movie is what people talk about when they're like 
oh man, like the eighties were such an idyllic time. Um, so everything was so simple that the nostalgia of stranger things seems to be like built into this movie. Cause yeah, it's, it does, about, yeah. it's about like a bumbling dad getting a little monster for his son and he brings it home and nobody questions this. Like, it's just right. like, it's like, Oh, it's a cute little, you know, Pokemon. Like let's, you yeah. know, let's feed it. And yeah. everybody accepts it. Like it's just instant acceptance, like this small town of uh, idyllic Americana and, that is like an time of course right yeah Yeah. and that is the image of you know pure reagan america that is sold today yeah i think it's like uh well if you you know if you look at a lot of those movies uh that were coming out sort of around that time you know like 16 candles and and then soon after the breakfast club and you know they exist in sort of this wasn't middle i don't think it was supposed to be a portrayal of middle america but sort of small town uh, generally, uh, middle to upper class America. Yeah, you know, there's not a there's it's mostly white for the most yeah, part. Mostly you know? white. Yeah, yeah. And, and actually, uh, I just think it's so funny. Like if they made this today, like you couldn't just the audience would not accept you just taking home a little monster and everybody being okay with it. It'd be like, oh my god, you know, you know, we got to look up what, what 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 this thing is on the internet. Like we got to, you know, the government has yeah. to get involved. I mean, it's it's <laughs> I I I don't think. Yeah, I, I just I, I can't see the movie being made the same way today. Probably not. No, I I can't imagine it would be. At the time, we just kind of accepted that that was that was fine. It wouldn't. There wasn't really a problem with it. I don't think. You know that the fact that you could find a little creature somewhere, and uh, you know, they never really figure out where he comes from. Really, yeah, the world was a smaller place. Like no no internet, Encyclopedia Britannica incomplete. Like I guess. Yeah, they just got a, they just got this gremlin living with them, and yeah, that that just fascinated me. Like it's yeah, yeah, you know, I <laughs> I, kept, I kept waiting for the mom. So I, I the Mrs. Pelter character, who I've seen before, I just can't place where. Um, but I really liked her character. Oh, I thought great, she was yeah. like she was like uh, sort of uh, Miss Mom USA, like you know, baking cookies and doing all this stuff, living in the kitchen and. And just the, you know, the, the stereotypical image of like, you know, what someone thought a mom should be. Um, and that obviously has its limitations and its problems, but I loved how chipper she was about the whole thing. And so like, okay, yeah, we're going to have this thing and we can't do these things with it because bad things might happen. And it's okay, honey. We're living with a little monster now. Like, okay, okay. sure. Yeah, whatever. And I kept waiting for her to turn and like come to her senses or whatever. And she doesn't. Well, <laughs> she comes to her senses when the gremlins go nuts. and, and they Right. Well, that, that's around. a whole special scene. Yeah. And I think that was. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that later. That, that scene in particular is like her like transformation, which I thought was amazing. And I don't know why that doesn't, she doesn't get more press for, for that, that whole scene. But of course that was, maybe that was the part that, that was the PG-13 uh, part. But, but yeah, I thought it was just like this. Uh, Innocence, I guess, it's, yeah, that's, that's the word I was looking for. Innocence of like, sort of like uh, a, a more, uh, like, as you said, a simpler time, you know, acceptance. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, that's what we're going to do. Yeah. And, and and then there's a, um, there's some, the, the, there's like hints that it's not quite that way, right? Like the Phoebe Cates character talks about how her dad dressed up as Santa Claus, died coming down a chimney because he got some, stuck. Some real black humor. Like, yeah, it's like, I, whoa, whoa. It's like, you have this, like, it's Christmas. 
and everything's fine and we're all going to get along um uh and but then you have this like whoa it's like it just my goes dad off. died when my dad died in the chimney <laughs> and tried to surprise me and my mom by going down the chimney and then he broke his neck and froze to death and his corpse was stuck in our chimney for like a oh, week no. and we finally nice. smelled it and that's why i hate christmas like that's her whole character reason for hating christmas which is comes out of nowhere and she like monologues this while staring into the depths of a fireplace and i was like holy yeah. balls like that is yeah. that is some black humor right there i mean this movie is classified as a horror comedy um yeah and that is that was great there's also some nice morbid lines at one point she's like oh christmas uh you know people open presents other people open up their wrists i was like jesus christ like she's talking about you know depression during the holidays and i mean you know good on her for talking about that but she said phrases it in such a such a disturbing way yeah yeah i liked i liked her character a lot actually i like her character too but i like it was very um got a lot of dialogue that really is very unusual i think uh for the for the time because it wasn't just the the love interest girlfriend who just sort of like you know just doesn't really do anything yeah um yeah but it got dark <laughs> quite quickly like you know i mean that you know it's just a real thing right because around this time of year you know i mean a lot of times people you know deal with those kinds of things like that holidays are tough for lots of different reasons being around families are tough for lots of different reasons you know they're not always happy times and so, yeah, I mean, so good on them for like, you know, throwing that in the movie. Um, yeah, I think it's great. It's just, it just, you know, I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's not, it's not, so this movie, it, I, I, you know, it, it, it probably needs like trigger warnings or something because like the, the, the stuff, the content swings back and forth so violently. Yeah. It's like yeah. family friendly at one moment, the next moment, like gremlins are shooting people with guns. And then it's oh, like, you know. <laughs> so I think this was a distinctly 80s thing because like, I think we have, now a lot more like um either it's sensitivity or i don't know what the word is like we're we're too uh protective of this kind of stuff because i feel like so many of these movies that i grew up with and this would i didn't grow up with this one really but it's a good example of it were like that where there's a lot of it was aimed at kids or families but there's a lot of content in there that that, that wouldn't probably pass today adults would be like they said, yeah, they said I mean, it's, it a few times, you know, like it's the Indiana Jones thing. Like Indiana Jones has those yeah. ridiculously violent scenes that come every now and then, or, you know, bugs, gross out scenes or Ghostbusters has that too. There's a random scene where like, I forget which Ghostbuster it is. He like busts a nut in his sleeve. Cause like a, a, a female ghost visits him and it, that comes out of nowhere. It's like, what? Yeah. There's like a lot of stuff like that where like, it was, I guess they figured kids are watching this, but then adults will also, so they got to entertain adults, but it's like, I, yeah, it, the, the tonally, I think movies from the '80s are, you know, the, they they swing back and forth. But but I do feel like with Gremlins, it is maybe a bit more so. I think it's a little bit more extreme. And I think yeah. uh, I think there was talking about parents. suicide and death yeah. and all sorts of stuff. That's well, there's like... definitely parents that complain when this came out, being like, "Oh, we took our kids to see this cute movie about like a little monster, and suddenly the Gremlins are you know acting like delinquents and smoking three cigs all at once, and you know busting yeah. caps with their guns." <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> I, I, but it's a good movie, and I, I, uh, I, I personally really like the, the the weird tonal shifts. It just caught me by surprise. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think it would get made in that way today, probably. But or if they did, it would be like there probably would be trigger warnings or some other thing like that that would probably spoil the effect. I think so. It has these like moments when you know the it starts off like sort of like um, 
kind of like eases you into it, right? You, you, it's going to be like this small town. Dad brings home this little creature as a Christmas present. And Billy, who's actually, I think, a high school graduate at this point, he's probably in his like late teens, early 20s, maybe. I think he's supposed to be in his early 20s, which which I I um I was impressed by because, you know, you expect a lot of high school age kids in these movies and he seemed to be older. Like, I think he was older. He was he had a job. He was working at a bank and at a bank. His girlfriend was older. He there's the there's that one bully character who shows up in the beginning that disappears. I expected to see more scenes with him, but there's like a douchebag bully working at his bank who says he's 23. So yeah, I yeah. think Billy's around that age. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, it kind of starts off and you're like, it's Christmas time. And then it just turns into basically like a free for all, um, which has a, uh, where the town basically gets like obliterated, you know, <laughs> it just, it just becomes pure mass chaos toward at the end. So it's like, it starts off slow and it crescendos and it goes like explodes. Yeah. yeah. I think there's one scene um, like halfway through. I mean, it is the scene where the gremlins are just jamming out in the um, bar, but it's like yeah. three minutes of just an excuse to let the puppeteers do their thing. And it's just gremlins yeah. causing havoc. And mm-hmm. in all sorts of ways, like they, they got Gizmo, the good gremlin, tied up to a dartboard. They're throwing darts at him. They're smoking all these cigarettes. One one gremlin is like chugging beer from the tap. Yeah. Um, they're puking and shitting and doing things to each <laughs> other. And, you know, they get guns. Saying, I don't know where they, they get guns. guns. They, I mean, you know, Reagan's America guns. They got guns. Mm-hmm. They're just shooting guns everywhere. Um, and, uh, and 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 you know the fights with the little gremlins at the end of the movie are surprisingly uh, close calls to watch. Like one of them throws like a buzz saw at Billy, and like it hits the wall. Oh, yeah. and then then yeah. Stripe gets a chainsaw and is gonna kill kill Billy with it. it it's that's yeah. where like the the black horror or black uh, humor comedy part right with horror. I think right. Yeah, but I I thought we could. Um... If you want to watch it, we can, or we could just talk about the mom scene in the kitchen. I mean, I think it's, I, I think it, if we watch it, there's, I mean, it probably won't translate that well to the audio of this because yeah. it's just sound effects. I mean, I think we should describe what happened. Yeah. Um, but it's this incredible scene where the mom is alone in the house and the gremlins have started to mutate. And it has this, you know, slasher movie suspense where, you know, she's trapped. And she knows that alive things are causing havoc in her kitchen. She grabs a knife and she's like lurking around the corner. Then she sees them and then she just goes like just crazy hard on these gremlins, killing three of them in the most imaginative ways. Yeah, um, she turns the blender on on and on one of them. Like yeah, she's the, the, the blender. Is, yeah. It's filled with these inventions that don't really work that her husband had created. So there's a lot of stuff that uh I guess it's supposed to save time or whatever, but the the blender is one of them, um, and uh, and then there's another one where I think she grabs a, I think it's a little side table or something like that. It's used as a shield. As a shield. Yeah. 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 Gremlins are throwing stuff at her, and she blocks, you know, yeah. blocks it with the shield, and then she she grabs one and throws it in the microwave. <laughs> she like, turns it into the microwave. Like a- That's great. Yeah, yeah. She shows in the microwave, puts it on like a minute, and then you see the gremlin in the microwave, and boom, it explodes. Like that is, that, yeah. that I feel is just so, it's, it's such a good gag. Um, yeah. 
know, that alone was probably responsible for like the PG 13 thing. I think, yeah, because I, like. I mean, it's like, a, you know, every kid's like, oh, mama, what happens when I put the cat in the microwave? And like, yeah. I mean, oh, but it's such a good movie gag. Um, yeah. And then another gremlin attacks her and she just stabs the hell out of it. Just boom, boom, yeah. boom, just going in there. And, and actually, you said earlier that, you know, you're not sure why her character hasn't gotten that much acclaim. But actually, if you YouTube the uh, gremlin's kitchen scene, there are so many different segments of it that people have just uploaded just that scene. And everybody in the oh, okay. comments is like, oh, that's so awesome. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I think, but, you know, you hear about like... Uh... I don't know. You hear about Sarah Connor and these other ones like that. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You hear about Mrs. Peltzer. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Mrs. Peltzer. She deserves some. She, she didn't get any years uh... or, uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, she never got a sequel or I don't know if she's in the sequel, but I, uh, I have to check it. I, mean, to... I guess I guess it's because her scene's relatively short. It's only about three minutes. Um, yeah. That's a great scene, though. Yeah. But she, I mean, you know, good for her. You know, she 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 comes through. And uh, it was kind of, it was, it was fun to see that uh, just like she goes like total, like, uh, you know, like Wonder Woman, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the comments were like, this was probably the most memorable scene to me as a kid. Damn, that was pretty graphic. God, I miss the eighties. <laughs> Billy's mom should be a playable character in Mortal Kombat. <laughs> it's, yeah. They ain't wrong. Yeah. Well, I just, I thought, I just, I don't know. I just, I thought it was interesting how like, you have this uh, one scene, she's like decorating cookie, like, like, you know, gingerbread cookies or something like that. And then it's like she had done this before or something like that. It's like she's like defending her home, but you you would expect like her to be more like flustered or stressed out or whatever. She's not. She's like laser focused. I think she was actually supposed to be killed in the original draft of the film, which was supposedly a lot darker. Um, huh. They're originally going to have the gremlins uh, decapitate her, and like her head would roll down the stairs when Billy came Jeez. home. But then they decided not to do that. I think uh, there was a whole bunch of changes that Steven Spielberg made when, um, you know, he was looking over the first drafts of the film. I think uh, Gizmo was originally supposed to transform into Stripe. Oh, okay. Um, there, there was. I, I expect. I thought that was going to happen. There was going to be no good. A gremlin but i think steven spielberg was like the audience needs something to empathize with so put like a good cute little gremlin in there yeah. um and and then he was like uh we're not gonna kill the mom i guess um there's also some other things i think but just uh, so yeah. so the mom doesn't die however the mean old lady mrs deagle the cat lady the cat lady who is like the uh the, the female scrooge of the movie yeah she's unfriendly she's awful everybody hates her <laughs> Yeah, she gets axed by the gremlin to invade her home, and like she's got like a like a seat on her stairs. That yeah, what is that called? It's like it's the, for people who can't walk up the stairs. It's like, know, a it's like chair a, elevator type thing. Yeah, it's like a chair elevator type thing. But she's going. Yeah. She she runs onto the thing and tries to get on it to escape from the gremlins, and then they activate it by or they mess up the wires, and it just speeds up the stairs and then shoots her out the window. It's hilarious. <sighs> yeah. The uh, I don't know if you ever seen, have you seen the movie Sixteen Candles, Jeremy. I I still have not seen that movie. We keep talking about it, but yeah. I oh, well, you have to watch it. It's also another movie that has a lot of random racism uh, of the of, of the uh, towards the uh, towards the Oriental. But um, there's a the uh, the guy who's the manager of the bank, I think, who interacts with Mrs. Deagle a number of times. He's he's a he's been in a lot of stuff. I don't 
in in this movie he's i mean in 16 candles too he's wearing like sort of uh dark um glasses and stuff like that he's uh white hair um and anyway he's he's the one in 16 candles who um oh wait 16 candles the one with long duck dong yeah yeah and there's uh, a one yeah. scene he's like dong dong <laughs> where is my automobile okay yeah yeah it's a, it's a great great scene um, but he anyway, he's in both of those movies and he plays a very similar character mm. in both. So there's a lot of like a lot of familiar a lot of familiar faces. If you you know, if you grew up at that time, you watch movies that's had a lot of familiar faces in this movie. I still can't figure out where I've seen the mom from. I should I should actually I should actually look that up. Um yeah, I don't uh, I'm looking it up right now and oh Belinda Belaski. <clears throat> this is Harris. Let's see. In Small Soldiers, which I still have not seen. She was, oh, she is in the sequel, Gremlins 2, apparently. She's in the A-Team. Wait, Mrs. Harris? Yeah, I think so. Mrs. Peltzer? Let's see here. Look. <laughs> oh, sorry. No, I'm getting confused. No, that is not the right character. Here it is. Frances Lee McCain. That's her. She is Mrs. Peltzer. I'm getting confused. Who is Mrs. Harris? Oh, Mrs. Harris is an unrelated character in the beginning of the film. She's that um she's that character that Miss Deagle talks to in the street and like demands rent from. Oh, you know where she, I know her from. I know her from back. She's the mom in Back to the Future. Oh, she's the mom back to the future? She's the, oh. she's the mom who's uh um Lorraine's mother, I think oh okay right and she's like uh there's little joey in his playpen you know that one that scene yeah, yeah, where yeah, yeah, yeah. where he wakes up and he sees his mom i i think that's her i'm gonna have to go back and re-watch that i i think that must be her she's like preparing dinner uh yeah. and then when they all sit down and then like, we're gonna watch jackie gleason on tv and then they wheel in the yeah. thing yeah. i think she's the mom in there but she plays almost like the very similar character so I'm, I got confused. I was, I was looking at IMDb and they have Belinda Belaski as Mrs. Harris. And that's just a character at the very beginning of the film. I don't know who um, Mrs. Harris is. Actually. Yeah, that's, that's a bit part in the beginning of the film. Like the uh, mean old uh, Miss Deagle lady asks another uh, lady in the street for rent. Um, and yeah, it feels like a character whose scenes were cut later. There's a couple of those. Um, the uh, She's been a lot of stuff. Uh, Okay. Yes, yeah, so I, I I knew I'd seen her somewhere. In Patch Adams as well. I I feel like. Uh, anyway, there's a lot of familiar faces, like a lot of character actors and stuff like that. Though oddly enough, I, I don't know if I've ever seen Billy, the Billy character, in anything. He didn't do that much. Uh, he was in the sequel. I have not seen any of these things. Although apparently he's in the new one, the Gremlins, the uh, Secrets of the Mogwai. <laughs> Yeah, I'm looking at this now, and it does feel like there were some characters that were cut from the final version of the film. It could um, be. Maybe there's a, a final, like a or what do you call it, extended release version. Maybe, so, like, like for example, there's the the you know Billy's douchey coworker, the bully guy. Like he he feels like he, you know, should be playing a bigger part, but he kind of does. He just sort of disappears. Oh, yeah, Judge Reinhold. Yeah, yeah, from the narrative. And then there's the little kid who Billy is friends with. Um, he doesn't play a huge part in the movie. He just you just oh. see, like. You see him fending off the gremlins with a sling. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Corey Feldman. That's yeah. Corey Feldman. You know? Corey Feldman. Oh, yeah. From, uh, you, uh, know, you know, Lost Boys and all that. Yeah, you know? he doesn't really do that much. He's in, he's in no. the beginning. And then, you know, most of the, these supporting characters, I guess, kind of 
you know get dropped for just Billy and Kate by the end of the movie. That's true. Yeah, I, I that's true. I, I, I forgot that he was in there too. I, yeah, it does feel like maybe they had bigger pieces, uh, but uh, but yeah, because at the end, like right at the end, it's like they they kind of like it goes like as I mentioned, it just goes apeshit with like the gremlins all over the place, and it's just. Yeah, we- survival horror at that point yeah we kind of forget about the other characters because you know we're too busy trying to focus on kate and billy getting out alive right dog actually um barney barney gets strung up on a in a tree by the uh i think i I think barney makes it out alive barney makes it out alive but like the gremlins torture him early on by stringing him up with christmas lights to a post Um, yeah that's another that's another like when i saw it i was like oh damn they they messed with the dog god yeah yeah, it's the beginning of the dark stuff. Yeah, so I I I enjoy the film. I don't know. I I um I, I don't know if I would necessarily I'm trying to think if I would show it to my kids. I think I would wait until they're a little bit older. I think they're at this point they're still a little young for this sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, I it's it's like a teenage movie. I think I would. Yeah. You know, I think it's it's probably a good movie when you're maybe thirteen and above. Yeah. Yeah, because prior to that, like it's gonna give give kids nightmares. I mean, there's there's all these people online talking about how they saw it when they were eight, they were just scarred. Um, so maybe that's probably too young. But I think you know, yeah. if you got a kid who's into who's into the creepy, you know, creepy cute things, if you got a if you got a kid who likes Boglins for some reason, then then you know, yeah. Gremlins, why not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can see that happening. But I definitely feel like um, it's a movie that I'm surprised we didn't see it until now. Yeah, I, I, I don't know how that happened, really. Because, I mean, I feel like it's, it's a movie that we, we should have been exposed to earlier, you know, just by happenstance. Like, I feel like it should have been on TV or, you know, we should have, you know, dad, right. pro- dad probably would have liked this movie. He probably would have rented it on Blockbuster and, from Blockbuster and gotten a kick out of it. Um, yeah, he would have loved seeing like in the in the kitchen, like when the, the guy gets yeah, sick. Yeah, he, he would have been cracking up probably. Hilarious. Mom would have been like horrified. Like, yeah, mom would have been mom would have been absolutely horrified by this. Mom would not have. Oh, I did tell her about this. I was like, "Have you seen this movie with the uh, the Mogwai?" <laughs> you oh, know, what did she basically, say? I, I don't know. I don't think she's she didn't really. Yeah, I don't think she's not seen it, but she was interested. I think that there was like a whole film. You know about this whole little concept but well and uh, that's and that's the thing at the end of the movie um uh when the cast is over mr wing comes back yeah because the the inventor father gave him his business card at the very beginning of the film right so it is uh, a lot of people online are like how did the old chinese guy know where to find him I'm like well actually continuity yeah. like he 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 told him where to find him yeah um, but Mr. Wing comes back, takes Mogwai back, and it's really cute. Like Mogwai starts speaking Chinese. He's like, "Oh, Baba!" <laughs> like in, at the end of the movie. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. That's yeah. right. Yeah. And then the that's old right. Chinese man talks to Mogwai in in Chinese. I think it's it sounds like Cantonese, but I think it's actually Thai Chinese. It's like uh, a Hoisan dialect from Southern. Oh, Guangdong. really? I yeah. couldn't understand it. Yeah, it's. I I think it's Thai Chinese. I mean, he's saying like, oh, we're going home now. Like, you know, um, it, but it does sound like Cantonese. Um, but nobody online like has really bothered to translate it. And I, you know, I only really know Mandarin, but I think it's Thai Chinese or Hosanese, um, which is like the mm-hmm. dialect of most Chinese, early Chinese immigrants to America. 
Um, but yeah, it's so funny because in the subtitle version that I watched, the subtitles for that scene, which they didn't bother translating, were like, you know, Mr. Wing speaking Mogwai. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like, no, that's not Mogwai. It's just Chinese. This is that's just a variant of Chinese. Um, and then, you know, uh, the the uh, Gizmo kind of repeats, you know, some of it in like his gibberish way. Um, and then the end, he says, "Bye, Billy." <laughs> and then, you know, yeah. Mr. Wing goes away with with uh, with the gremlin. And I don't know. It, it's a funny ending, and it it once again reminded me, like, hey, they made a whole movie about little Chinese demons. <laughs> That's true, yeah. And I think um, now I don't actually know who this guy is r- really, but uh, if you know the name Howie Mandel, he's like a talk show guy, and I think he does like one of these shows. Like, oh, what's his name? He did the voice of it. Um, oh, he did the voice of, of Gizmo yeah, and the uh, other, the other Gremlins. Yeah, Howie Mandel. What is what is his voice or his show that he does? I feel like it's like uh, one of these ones with um, not 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 who wants to be a millionaire. What's that other one? Uh, what's the singing one? America's Got Talent. Is it that one? It might be that one or the the voice or one of those one of those ones like that. Yeah, he does. He's been a judge on America's Got Talent. Deal or No Deal. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. he was the well. Yeah, the Grumman's all have this kind of cute voice where they're all like. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he sounds nothing like that in actual, you know, like yeah. real life. And they, it's they, kind they, of cool that he did like. They, they occasionally speak English every now and then. Yeah. Ah, oh, fuck you, man! They don't say that, but like it feels, it feels yeah. like it. But I, I wish, I wish, I wish we could have seen the can uh, the um, Gremlins speaking more Chinese, just in Canto, yeah. like randomly be like, ah, your little boy, <laughs> like just, <laughs> you know. He, apparently, he had to um, do foreign uh, dubs of this film, so like he spoke different words in each dub so like in the german really? dub the uh, gremlins are say, they say random words in german um and it's all voiced by him oh that's 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 really interesting wow yeah. especially since like you know it's going to be like a tiny little detail like that that's not going to be picked up i think yeah. most of the time so i don't know if there's a i don't know if there's a chinese dub or a cantonese dub or whatever but it would be really funny if that were the case i don't uh, think there is yeah that's funny any other thoughts about gremlins uh, I think it's a great movie. I'm glad I finally watched it. Um, I, I'm yeah. kind of interested in watching the sequel. Actually, yeah, me too. Because, yeah, uh, I've heard it's also pretty good. Apparently, the sequel is is did not do well at the box office, but critics loved it because it, it's very fourth wall breaking. Because the director, I think uh, Joe Dante, did not want to make a sequel, but was forced into doing it. And he was like, "All right, I just want cre- total creative control." And the studio was like, "Okay," and then he made this like weird fourth wall breaking film that makes fun of the idea of sequels. Apparently. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I kind of want to see it just. Because yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I'm curious just to see. Like, so the main characters come back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Billy comes York. back. Uh, uh, the Phoebe Cates character comes back. Um, and uh, I don't know if the little guy comes back. The Mogwai comes back. I yeah, imagine because Gizmo, Gizmo comes back, and, back and he mutates again, and there's a bunch of new baddies. Oh, okay, all right. So it's the same, same, same deal. Yeah, uh, I don't know. What would you rate it? You give it a rating? Uh yeah, I give it. I don't know, like eight out of ten. It's pretty, pretty high rating. Yeah, yeah, it's probably probably the highest I've given a movie that we've yeah. watched together so far. Yeah, I, I probably would. Yeah, I'd probably give it like seven or eight out of ten. Yeah, or something yeah. like that. Yeah, I, I found it very enjoyable. Solid film. Good film. Solid, solid Christmas film. In fact, 
I have a, um, I'm not a huge fan of Christmas shows. I have to be honest with you. It's just like, not, not really my thing, but oh, um, I watch so many of them now. Yeah. My fiance yeah. loves them. So, yeah. Um, when but I, I, when I was a teacher in Taiwan, I showed nightmare before Christmas to like uh, all of my students. We did a, we did a, a unit on those films, uh, that film. And I had to watch it like four times a day for two weeks. I mean, it's a pretty good movie, though. It's I mean, it's a great movie, but I, I completely like, I can't yeah. watch Nightmare Before Christmas anymore. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. without like, like, just paying attention to the screen, I have to be doing something else. Like, I can't, I can't. Yeah, yeah no, I get that. Times. Yeah, I mean, I think my favorite. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I like some non-traditional ones that have Christmas in there. So this, this will be in, in, in that little lineup. And then, of course, Night of the Comet. If you haven't seen Night of the Comet, Jeremy, you should watch Night of the Comet. Uh, uh, I heard another Christmas Batman Returns, the weird movie, mm-hmm. uh, weird movie. Yeah. Batman Returns, Rambo. Rambo is sort of a quasi. It not really happens during Christmas, yeah, but Christmas. yeah, it's, it's 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 Christmas is not related, but it just uh, happens during Christmas. It's it's a, but and then then there's um, I I haven't watched this in years, but I've been meaning to. It, it has a very young John Cusack in there called, and the movie is entitled Better Off Dead, and it is a dark comedy. Uh, uh, dark teen comedy and uh it is i think also a christmas movie or it's christmas in there so hi yeah so there's a couple of them that are like non-traditional um uh so we didn't even talk about christmas music oh it's like oh you know but oh, yeah, uh yeah. you know it's like that, that's that's a rough day oh this movie does have a good gremlins theme song where it's like it does i, was, I, I don't yeah. know how it goes it's it's like i, I can't hum it now but it's, it's very, 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 very staccato, very, very distinct, and and uh, very distinct. We're worth a listen. Yeah, I think so. I think Joe. I, I'm not mistaken there. I'm gonna let me maybe check my facts before I, I f this up. Um, no, no fake news here on the 13th Hour Podcast. Yeah, yeah. There, we we do a couple of things, and uh, if one thing is like, you know, if we're gonna if we're gonna fuck something up, we at least try to. <laughs> um. Joe Dante was the director. Yeah, if Joe I Dante was the director, yeah. He also did. Do you remember the movie Inner Space? Yeah, I do. I do remember Inner Space. Yeah, yeah it has a very similar, uh, I can tone to it, and that it's 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 zany. So, which I I recently watched Inner Space not that long ago. Um, it still holds up quite well. I think it's a good one. That's also from yeah, it was eighty seven. Yeah. What else did he do? I feel like I hear that name a lot. What does Joe Dante do? I uh, did Piranha, the movie from 1978. He did Small Soldiers. He did uh, Gremlins 2. Gremlins 2, The Burbs. That was uh, it's a weird movie with Tom Hanks. Yeah, Inner Space is probably... back in action. Yeah, Inner Space is probably the one I remember the most. Looks like he's done a, a fine selection of schlock films. Yeah, I was going to say, like, there's, there's, a, there's a hint of the the B movie schlock schlockness. Hint of, hint of a man who knows what he's like, who knows what he likes, and has good taste. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, yeah, it, it's it's similar to I think I think uh, I don't know if you've seen Inner Space recently, but I haven't seen in years. I probably have to yeah, watch it. Right that's now. a good one. Yeah. Okay, so Jeremy, I have actually another another eighties movie um, for us to watch. If you, I don't know if you have any other suggestions for ones you would like to watch next. Um, I would like to watch Goonies two, uh, uh, Gremlins two at some point. Gremlins I mean, two, I think. Okay, you don't have to watch it next, but yeah, I would like to watch it at some point. 
Yeah, I think that's a, a good one. Yeah. Check out. I have a, there's a 90s movie I kind of feel like I need to watch. Yeah, um, what's that? So I, I would like to watch Call the Conqueror from oh, cool. seven. Um, because I just finished reading the call stories by Robert E. Howard, the original stories, and I quite enjoyed them. And I think the movie will be terrible. So, but I feel like I need to watch it. So, is that the one with the with what's his name, Kevin Sorbo? Sorbo? Yeah, as call, and it I just by reading the um description online, I do not think it's much like the stories. It's it's basically a Conan ripoff in film i think uh, but i don't know we'll see yeah so uh, i mean those all sound good um nothing like a little bit of schlock uh the, there was what do you have in mind so the one that i would like to rewatch, actually this was a movie that we actually rented from the or borrowed from the library and uh it the english the title is called pathfinder um but it's a Scandinavian film. Is it, is it the um, 1987? I mean, there's a couple movies it, called Pathfinder. Yeah, but it's from 1987, and uh, the uh, let me see if I can find the actual name of it. Pathfinder. Um, I remember it being really pretty good, and uh, yeah, there yeah. might be a remake of it. Uh, but uh, there's there's a 2007 movie called Pathfinder, which is unrelated. Um, well, it's um, it, and stuff. right. Ophelas, O-F-E-L-A-S. I may be butchering that. That's the original title. A young Sammy man fights against vicious raiders. Oh, this looks good. Yeah, I remember it being really good. I watched it with mom and we were, and uh, we, we tried to get, I don't know if we got you to watch it or dad, but we tried to get, we had our father to watch it because we were like, wow, this is really good. It's like a, it's basically a very simple story in that like, I'm going to, I don't remember exactly, but kid like raiders come and like destroy his village and he's on the run basically. And he has to fight them, but it's, it's, so it's basically a chase movie, but it all happens in the snow for the most part. Um, So just sort of a unique uh, take on it. Um, I remember the bad guys have um, quite menacing and the, it's very like, it doesn't let up. It's a very like, um, sort of packed movie in terms of the intensity neat yeah i would like to watch this i don't think i remember it i don't know if you ever watched it actually jeremy i mean uh you would have been pretty little when we borrowed it that is very interesting i uh no yeah let's watch this i'd I'd be down to watch this i just don't know where you find it that's the only problem might need to resort to the old yo yeah you might have to yo ho ho it but uh it might even be hard to yo ho ho no it's definitely uh yo ho ho oh yeah have you yo ho ho it yeah yeah okay well there you go that's what that's how we do things i i I think i I think you should be able to find it the the hard thing is like it may be one of those ones where like there's like one torrent floating around listen listen uh here on the 13th hour podcast we do not advocate uh you know uh downloading anything illegally yeah well if if you are going to download it make sure you uh go go out and then buy a copy for not only you remember if you download any any roms remember to delete them from your computer within 30 uh 24 hours or else the cops will show up at your front door Um, (laughs) anyway i'm I'm in the process of yo-hoing this movie right now (laughs) 
<laughs> so so I'm prepared for next time because that's how we do it here. We we're always prepared. <laughs> yes. So apparently, like I was trying to read this, but apparently they remade it. That's the 2007 version. Um, but, but that, that, that one, that's like that, a Viking movie. That's like a. Well, I think it. I, I you know I it's. I don't think it's the same. That's that's a. Yeah, that that's an action film starring Carl 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 Urban. Oh, loosely based. Yeah, yeah. I think it's like very, very, very loosely based. So like the original story is really nothing like this one, oh. but it's like it shares the same title. I don't think it shares anything else. And I mean, you know, like the this the original one. I mean, it is in the area of the Vikings, I guess. Uh, but okay. that's cool. No, the the, the Sami people are quite interesting. Um, yeah, I was. I've been doing uh, some research on them for like how they made certain houses for the Thirteenth Hour sequel. Oh. Um, it's actually really quite interesting. Um, they're, they're very interesting. They're supposed to be like the the missing link between, you know, like the the East East Asia and like Western Europe, like indigenous people, basically. Yeah, it's, it's kind of interesting. They make these houses. I don't actually know how to pronounce it, but it's called a a grody or goady or something like that, where it's like. They, um, it's it's a wooden structure with earth on top of it, so it's kind of like a hobbit hole basically, mm. but it's made of uh, like sod and stuff like that. But there's actually a wooden structure underneath it, yeah. And I was like researching it for 13th hour stuff, you know, they're featured the, in the Aurora, make them nice. They're featured in the Netflix movie Claws, which is about Santa Claus. Um, oh, yeah. good, it's a good animated film, good animated Christmas movie. Yeah, I mean, I think they're they're the ones that are there's vaguely kind of like referenced in Frozen too, but um, oh yeah, um, I mean, maybe like I think I don't think they they really overtly reference them in Frozen too. But the claws, the movie actually calls actually calls them the Sammy people. So. Yeah, right. Well, that's good. Yeah, anyway, I'm, this is. Anyway, that's 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 one I think we should watch. I'm looking forward to this. Let let let's do that one. Next. Can we do that one next. Yeah. Okay, that's a good wintertime movie because the whole thing takes place in winter. So. That's good. Sounds All right. good. Let me know if you uh, if you're not successful in uh, you know it, it, that, locating. It, it, However, you choose to do however it. However, you choose. Now, not enough people seeding this this film at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing is like I don't actually know. It's really hard. I don't actually know how you find it. Otherwise, you might be able to find a um, a disc of it uh, or like a VHS copy. But um, I have to start a free trial on the Criterion Channel to, to watch this thing. Yeah, that's where it is. Oh, uh, so maybe it's out there somewhere streaming. But um, oh, ninety nine dollars yeah. a year to Criterion Channel. Get out of here. <laughs> uh, uh, well, okay. Uh, is it? It might be on Amazon. Uh, I think maybe. Oh well, you know, Jeff Bezos doesn't need any more of my money. <laughs> you know what? I, I think oh, actually, this, I, I tried looking. I think, to be honest with you, I think I tried looking, and I don't even know if it was on Amazon. A lot of things named Pathfinder. There's like it's movies. There's the well, I, if you Nissan, look under the Nissan original Pathfinder, title, there's the role playing game. There's a lot of a lot of things. Yeah, if you look under the original thing, awful, awful then Ophelos, yeah, you can find. Oh, here, here. Oh wait, no, no. no. Look at this. This is uh, this is region two. Uh, I can't even play that. Uh, there's some posters. No, not really. Here's one. What is that? Blu-ray, non-USA format. It's from Norway. Uh, it's probably not going to play in anything that we can 
Yeah, it's a region two. Well, not playing most Blu-ray players. I don't even have a Blu-ray player. So there you go. But uh, I don't know if it is a, is a streaming thing. I'm not seeing it. Not on Amazon, at least anyway. So you might we'll have to. It. We'll find it. We'll, we'll yeah. find it at some point and we'll, yeah. uh, we'll discuss it. I like it. Yeah. All right. Let's, let's decide a time in the near future. Okay. All right. Well, uh, we'll, we'll do that offline. Jeremy, where can people go to find you? You can go to find me on the Twitter, aka the shitter. Um, uh, everybody's leaving Twitter because of Elon Musk, but you know I'm still there until it burns to the ground. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, like a gremlin, it just burning to the ground. Um, so yeah, I, I you can find me at Pixel Grotto, P I X E L G R O T T O. Um, How about your writings? My writings just. Oh, I, yeah, I your comic know. book ones uh, my comic book ones you can find my comic book writings and comic book resources just go to my, just find my twitter um there's a link to my portfolio there and you can get all my stuff there my comic book writing my dnd writing my blah 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 yeah, good shit. everything there all that stuff well most most of the stuff that i'm really proud of is under nda and i can't talk about it at the moment so oh well yeah. okay well at some point yeah at some point yeah 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 okay well it's been another episode of our 80s fantasy movie segment on the 13 hour podcast thanks for joining in remember kids don't don't download movies it's bad for it's bad for you it's bad for the environment it's bad for god <laughs> don't do it <laughs> well don't do uh, drugs I, don't download movies you wouldn't download a car remember <laughs> all right yeah yeah uh, on that note finger wagging and all uh we will see you guys next time thanks for joining us and talk to you in the future bye-bye hey a few last things if you enjoyed this episode you can find many more like it on the show's website 13thhr.wordpress.com as well as on numerous other podcasting platforms like itunes and stitcher and spotify there's often additional material on various places on social media as well, like on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And you can find links to all these platforms in the show notes for this episode. Sometimes people will ask me, how can they help contribute to the show or other things that I do? And you can, of course, uh, leave a tip over at coffee.com, which is ko-fi.com slash 13thhr, which is basically like a virtual tip jar. You can see a link to that in the show notes. But there's a lot of stuff that you can do just that's just for free and stuff that you may be already doing anyway. And so if you have ideas or suggestions, you know, email me. My email address is w-r-i-t-e-j-o-s-h-u-a-b-l-u-m at gmail.com. Also, don't forget, subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you currently prefer and share it with your friends, leave a review, uh, listen to music on Bandcamp and Spotify. You know, I hope by conveying some of the creative process on this show, You'll also be inspired to do creative things and follow your own dreams and do whatever it is that brings meaning to your own life. The world really is what you make of it. And at the end of the day, that's what the 13th hour is about. Thanks for listening. And I'll see you guys next week. Bye.